We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? You had The Rock. Stone Cold. Undertaker was the American badass. Yeah. Remember when he returned and he chokeslammed about 17 people and <laughs> I was on my feet. Shane McMahon. Mm. He did crazy stuff. He fell off a tower, didn't he? Yeah, he proper. If Shane McMahon had been my son, I would have been really proud of him. Yeah, you didn't see him at all anymore. Did he? Did he die? I imagine he might have fallen out with his dad. Well, I think a lot of people did. I remember watching this, someone interviewing him. They asked him some really serious question. It was like, oh, you know, um, loads of wrestlers really seem to be dying. Are you not concerned? And he was just like, oh, boo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> and like made a face. He was like, Vince, you're not in character now. He's so used to playing a heel that he, he now doesn't realize either that or it's the astonishing amount of human growth hormones and roids that he's taken. He might just be a complete son of a b- It might just be that. He is, yeah. He is. Yeah. A jack, but a jacked, a jacked SOB. Jack, <laughs> we're so used to watching them in in wrestling in the ring you lose all perspective and you, you sort of forget that they're ginormous yeah they're so big like volume wise they're the same size as like a fridge the same volume as a chest freezer massive they're enormous it's like if basketball players were two basketball players next to each other yeah imagine a human heart trying to transport blood around a chest freezer. It's not going to happen. That's why they all die. <laughs> yeah. Jacked on the outside, dead on the inside. Ooh, like uh, some sort of delicious chocolate. <laughs> Jacked on the outside, <laughs> dead on the inside. <laughs> it just sounds like a chocolate. Maltesers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that it would be a Malteser, wouldn't it? That's the, the chocolate is jacked. And... Yeah, because it's like full of air, so nothing really. Mm. Anyway, well, welcome to Watching Films on the Toilet. I am Ben. I'm Ben also. Oh, okay, good. This time we're going to be discussing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the third in the Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. We're going to be chatting about that later. First of all, Mm -hmm. Eamon, Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, Ben. Thank you. um, Do we have any correspondence from last week's episode? Yes, I have a piece of correspondence uh, to you. I do. Why don't you go first? Okay, I'll go first. All right, so, got a big one, Eamon. It's a letter from from Tom Cruise. I know. Okay. Here we go. Hi, guys. It's Tom. You may have heard that Evil Dead Rise has done some decent business at the box office. Some very decent business. It reminded me that I've always wanted to produce a horror movie that makes Top Gun money. After The Mummy... I was determined to make a more successful horror movie. But Chris McQuarrie, Steven Spielberg, and even James Corden said no, Tom. But I don't recognise no. I kept trying, but I couldn't figure it out until I heard your pitch for Evil Dead on a surfboard. Brilliant. Just brilliant. Low budget, terrifying, moneymaker. A hero trapped in the middle of the ocean with a demon on a surfboard. Why didn't I think of that? I spoke to Chris McQuarrie and he started working on a treatment. I think you guys are going to love it. 
The hero, an ex-Navy SEAL, is me. I swim seven miles out to sea to rescue a surfer who's in trouble, all in one take. As we head back to the beach, I realise he's my son, who I haven't spoken to for 20 years. Then, a plane crashes, for real, into the ocean, and I hold my breath for 25 minutes to save the survivors. There's only one, and he's in pretty bad shape. With his last dying breath, he reads from the book he's holding, and as the plane explodes, for real, a demonic curse takes hold of my son. So we're trapped together on a surfboard, and the only way for me to save his soul is to surf the biggest wave anyone has ever surfed. I've already started training. We start shooting in the fall. Thank you for your inspiration, Tom. Oh, wow. That's it. Hmm. I mean, what he's done there, Eamon, is he's taken our Evil Dead pitch, and he's, mm. it feels like he's turned it into something slightly different. Do, Do we feel? get, like, uh, an exec producer credit? I mean, he said thank you. So mm. I feel like that might be it. Yeah. Shall we sue him? Yes. Yeah. Let's get yes. let's get into a legal battle with Tom Cruise. I think we'll win. Famously easygoing, isn't he, when it comes to legal matters? We've got a lawyer, haven't we? Yeah. He's, uh, what's his name? Um, Dustin Crabb, isn't it? Yeah. Good old Dustin. Our lawyer. Yeah. Our lawyer, Dustin Crabb. He gets, I mean, mostly you, mm-hmm. getting quite a lot of scrapes. Yeah. And thankfully, he, he smooths all that out, doesn't he? His, his nerves are absolutely shredded because yeah. we've got in so much hot water that whenever I call him now, he starts shaking uncontrollably. He's he's always quite upbeat when he asks, like he answers the phone, Dustin Crab, and then you say, "Oh, it's hi, it's Ben." Oh, hi, hi Ben. What's Eamon done this time? He's made quite a lot of money from us, hasn't he? He's made a small fortune. But his ugly children through uh, college. <laughs> His ugly children. Do you not remember how ugly his children are? What are they called? Uh, Louise Crab and... Uh, Joan. Louise Crab and Joan Crab. Both yeah. girls. I was going to say girls. a boy as well. Try and bounce, no. balance out the ugly... No. Two, no. Just, no only, only ugly girls. Wondering how Dustin Crab is going to deal with this one. What are you going to do, Dustin? Sue us? <laughs> Sue us for dissing your own ugly kids? Yeah. and Well, I mean, he has said... Uh, he, he has referred to them a number of times as my ugly children. He has. My hideous kids, he calls them. I said, look, legally, are we okay to say that on the podcast? And he was just like, look at them. <laughs> of course you can. So I think we'll get Dustin on this Tom Cruise thing and uh, mm. see, how it, see how it plays out. Brilliant. Okay, so uh, any more letters? Do, yeah, I've got, I've got a telegram. A telegram? I like it. Hello, stop. This is the mayor of show business, stop. <laughs> Do you remember from um Yes, the I remember the mayor opener? of show, show business, yeah. Mayor of show business. Yeah, I haven't yeah. heard from him for a while, but here we go. Yeah. I'm sending a telegram as I'm an old timey character, stop. <laughs> That's on brand. Uh, have been listening to the podcast. Eamon still dog shit, stop. <laughs> Lists are not funny. Being mean to Ben, not funny. Pretentious monotonic tone voice, not funny. Stop. <laughs> Ben, much improved. The noises are better, and I like his racist jokes, which you never keep in the first cut. Stop. <laughs> Eamon is through. He's a bum. A real jerk. Stop. I'm sending round goons to take him to comedy prison, where he will join Shazia Mirza, Joe Lysett, and Jade Adams. Yeah, that's right. With all the women and gays. Yours. <laughs> the mayor of show business. 
Wow. Oh. I mean, yeah, the mayor show business does seem to have quite a quite an yeah, old fashioned. I, I, I have to uh, apologize. I have to apologize for his uh, very much in character remarks there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but just bear in mind, he's he's an old he's an old throwback type character. Yeah, yeah, from the golden age of Hollywood. From the golden age. Of, so he's got some very old fashioned. Not not woke, is he? He's not very woke. Not not woke at all. So yeah. I'm sure, uh, barring some unforeseen circumstances, nothing to worry about there. <laughs> no, clearly not. Great. Okay. Uh, any toilet news, Eamon? Yes. This is from the dailymail.com. All right, good. I'm a plumbing expert, and these are the six things you should never flush down the toilet. You could end up with a huge bill. Oh, I like this. Right. So this is not really okay. a, a news story. It's more of like a quiz. Expert plumber Sean Richardson has uh, come up with like the six worst things to flush down your toilet. Feeling like these might be fairly obvious, but I'm interested to see what he comes up with. Yeah, we'll see. So go on, let's see Let's see how you do. Oh, you want me to guess? Yeah, you have to guess, yeah. Okay, uh, wet wipes. Yes, top answer. Don't flush them wet, wet wipes. Well, he said baby wipes, so actually it's you're wrong. It's the same, it's the same. I'm taking it, I'm taking it as a win. Okay. Um, Next one, plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> no it's not a plastic bag I mean you shouldn't I think everyone should yeah I mean that's like saying you know it's like you shouldn't flush a watermelon I think it's exactly yeah yeah hmm. um wood no, no you're getting further away Ben <laughs> first one was good shouldn't flush wood down the toilet though, yeah. should you? you probably shouldn't no um bread again no <laughs> shall I write these in the comment section what Sean's not said <laughs> <laughs> not mentioned plastic bags and bread yeah um i like sanitary products yes that's right yeah female hygiene hygiene products yeah um money well it doesn't say money but of course you shouldn't you shouldn't uh um, let me give you a, a clue um okay give me a clue give me a clue something you, to do with your teeth floss yes yeah I, i've heard that's it's not biodegradable, is it? No. And, uh, it tangles stuff up. It tangles exactly. It, tang- it mm. tangled the other things. So if you're flushing a litter of a litter of kittens, for example, to get tangled up with them. Yeah, that's going to hurt them. Mm. Hair? Yes, very good. I'm on a roll now. Hair. Kittens? Yeah, kittens. Yeah. Uh, fish? Fish, definitely. No, fish you should flush. It you says. should flush. Okay, yeah, you should definitely. flush a fish. Um, okay, mm. what were the last two? Just give them to me. Plasters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> this one, I think this one's unusual. Paper towels and tissues. I like kitchen roll. Which always, I think, yeah. is like a uh, it's like a good substitution, isn't it? If, you, if you're absolutely desperate. Well, yes. I would say that's your first port of yeah. call if you have some. Hand towel. That's second port of call. That's the last resort, I would say. No, last resort. <laughs> it would be like a broom. <laughs> Yeah, good. I mean, just good. It's a good list. That's quite handy, actually. What would you have added to the list? Because I've come up with lots of ideas. I'll tell you one thing. I often uh, flush down the toilet soup. Soup. Our local council takes away compostable food once a week, so we have this little caddy. Yes. In our kitchen, and uh, I'm always worried about the integrity of the compostable bags. Mm. So I put in pretty much everything else, but when it comes to soup or a custard, yeah. Even a cottage cheese, that goes down the downstairs toilet. You don't put that in the sink and just wash it away? Yeah, they end up in the same place, don't they? But I just feel like 
toilets. It can take it. Your family must think you're in trouble when you're pouring a load of soup, a gloop into the toilet. Well, I don't toilet. do it in secret. I don't, <laughs> I don't smuggle <laughs> it in. Where are you going, Eamon? <laughs> yeah, nowhere. I'm fine. <laughs> it's soup. <laughs> yeah. Depends how viscous it is. I would. I draw the line at trifle. I wouldn't flush a trifle. You did say custard. That would be quite gloopy. Okay. Okay. I would skim the custard off and flush that. Okay. The jelly and the sponges. I would put in the caddy. Shouldn't flush the jelly down the toilet. I just said I wouldn't. I said I'd put that in the caddy. I think it would be quite funny to watch a whole jelly disappear down the toilet, <laughs> like squeeze into the <laughs> a big jelly that squeezes itself down the U bend. Do you know that that sensation you get when? like you've used quite a lot of toilet roll and then you flush it and then the water level rises <gasps> and you're like oh, and then it, it then it sinks yeah, and you're like view, yes view. in a way it's like uh it's even more rewarding than a regular flush yes just like yeah. that all that water is getting that stuff the hell out of here yeah it's, that's it's, never coming back i think jelly would do the same thing wouldn't it it would it's absolutely terrifying, though, when it creeps up and then it continues creeping. That's the, oh, God. The worst feeling there can ever be? Definitely. I can't think of anything worse than that. There's nothing, there's nothing there's worse nothing than that. There's nothing worse. <laughs> yeah. Good. All right, there we go. All right. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Eamon, you saw this slightly more recently mm. than I did. How did you see it? Saw it in the pictures in, the, in my local View Cinema. Picture has a. And I spent almost fourteen pounds on popcorn and a. Oh, what was it called? It was like it was really annoying. It's like an ice drink, but they. It's like seven pounds. Was it a Tango Blast? It was. Yeah. They're pretty good. They are, but it was like fifty percent air. Yeah. So they they pass you the cup and you think, oh man, this is going to be so heavy. It's going to feel so heavy in my hand because there's so much of it. I can't wait. <laughs> And then you lift it up and you're like, oh, it's so light. And when you sit, well, you can't even get it through the straw. Yeah. The, the, people are going to be bothered because you're trying to suck it so hard during the film. I know, you need to bring a spoon Don't to spoon with you. Don't take that clip out of context. <laughs> <laughs> Tango Blast. Yeah, going to run that on a loop to uh, promote this, <laughs> this episode. Oh, God. I took my kids to see it. Um, mm. totally against are... the uh, MO but never I mind. know completely but you wanted to see this film so you know mm. this is why we're doing it and yeah I ended up spending 50 quid which is ridiculous <laughs> God's sake when I went to the cinema before on my own I got a pick and mix and it was weighed mm. and it was a decent amount of pick and mix it was only like two quid and I thought maybe the scale was broken yeah I said to my young son like yeah you get some pick and mix then mm. so two bags me and him got one 10 quid and then tango blast and popcorn 20 quid on top of the 30 pound ticket insane 50 pounds insanity i know you better enjoy this boys i said you better enjoy it (laughs) but anyway oh it's mad um and what did you drink for me Mm. so i can summer we give a summer we of the film so um you know how peter quill gets uh, really is really drunk at the beginning of the film proper smash doesn't he yeah i thought i'd do the same Oh, good. Good lad. Yeah, so I just had um, yeah, I had a few beers. I had a few shots of Jack Daniels. Yeah. And um, a big, big old glass of wine. Nice. And a bottle of vodka? A bottle of vodka and uh, some Baileys. Yeah. And a uh, load of rum. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, uh, um, <laughs> some steaming hot mulled wine. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. 
Anything uh, else? Yeah, I had some yeah. some shampooed. Just the, the round bottle. All right. I bet you were probably so smashed that you found a bottle of Fernet Branca in down that as well. I had some Fernet Branca. It was horrible. <laughs> Even when you were gone. Uh, yeah, absolutely wasted. Uh, what's this? Any absinthe? You had a bottle of that lying around, didn't you? I had some absinthe, yeah. yeah and I mixed, mixed that in with some Pims. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Had, uh, bottle of cider? Some, yeah, some cider and some um, amaretto. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you like Campari when you've had that much to drink as well, don't you? Yeah, I like a little bit of Campari <laughs> and uh, Aperol I had as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, some rosé. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, when when you get on it, you... you really... <laughs> yeah, thinking about it, that's quite a lot. <laughs> it's quite a lot. Yeah, it's quite a lot. Was that it? Yeah, and um, some gin. Oh, a bit of gin. A gin yeah. and tonic. Yeah, a Jaeger bomb. Yeah, yeah, and uh, some, <laughs> some uh, flaming sambucas. <laughs> right. Yeah, and um, some, uh, what else? Oh, some, oh, and a port. And schnapps. Any schnapps? Some peach schnapps. A sherry. Yeah. And some port. It's funny, isn't it? Because the Mary Show business says that this aren't funny. <laughs> it's almost like you've, you're trying to call his bluff, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. Like, is he actually going to lock you away? <laughs> Doubt it. That guy's that guy's an old-fashioned jerk. Yeah, he is an old-fashioned jerk. All right, good. And how long did that incredible amount of alcohol give me for my summer week? Uh, 19 seconds. <laughs> Okay. Ooh, that's um. Let's see. All right, you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. So we're open with a vicious attack on the Guardian's headquarters by Adam Warlock, a golden child-like fella who puts Rocket Raccoon in a coma. While the other Guardians try to find a way to heal Rocket, we flash back to the time he was a cute baby raccoon who was experimented on by the High Evolutionary, a nasty piece of work who's trying to create the perfect species. Rocket makes some cute cybernetic animal friends who come up with funny names for each other, only to be horribly shot to death before Rocket tears his creator's face off. You know, for kids. <laughs> in the present, the team is split up and reunited and split up again, while Star-Lord tries to get Gamora from another timeline to fall in love with him because she doesn't remember falling in love with him. After saving Rocket, they all almost die, and then they win, of course, but ultimately decide to go their separate ways to bring in new film and television franchises. The end. Oh, very good. That was very fast. Well done. I did try. 41 seconds. Ah, okay. I mean, double the time, but... Actually, when I approached the summer we um i thought god that there was a lot going on in that film but mm. it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't that much at all i was just thinking it that. was quite um yeah I mean, it uh, was a long old film wasn't it two and a half hours mm. how do you feel about the other guardians movies before we get into this one i remember liking the, the first one quite a lot because it felt it wasn't quite so earnest as a lot of the other superhero movies mm. and it was funny yeah the second one was a bit weirder and this one felt like a bit like it continued that trend. Didn't feel as kind of lighthearted and flippant, which I suppose it can't be. But what what about you? I think the first one is one of Marvel's best movies. The second one I was quite disappointed by. This one, well, yeah, let's get into it. This was pretty dark. Yes. I took my kids and <laughs> I did expect to see my young son sobbing at one point. Yeah. He didn't seem to be that bothered, which was actually more concerning. Yeah. The whole Rocket Raccoon backstory I thought was great. Really good. And devastating. Mm. 
And all along, through all the films, they've said Rocket doesn't talk about his past. Mm. It's like, oh, oh, okay, that's why. What's the worst thing you've done to an animal? I haven't done anything horrible to animals. I have a cat who I treat very well. Um, you called a dog a wanker once, didn't you? <laughs> and you did the wanker sign in its face. The dog didn't understand. Uh, what about you? Have you been horrible to animals? I once uh, got an empty Coke bottle. I wedged a robin <laughs> in the end. And then I, I, I yeah. stood on a wall and jumped off the wall onto the bottle to make the robin fly really fast. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible, but really inventive. I think you get a pass. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel about the high evolutionary the villain? I started off thinking, oh, he's really good. I like his motivation and I like the actor. But as it went on, he became a bit of a ham. Yeah. He's very theatrical. And when I read up on the actor afterwards, he is a member of the Royal Shakespeare Company, I think. Yeah. He was actually and shouty. I quite enjoyed that. I, I liked it when he went a bit mad because um, he was a complete psycho. But yeah, he did go from interesting villain to pretty straightforward Marvel villain. I liked his look. <laughs> I loved it when Quill describes him as like looking like Robocop. I was like, yes, that's exactly yeah. what that face looks like. It's amazing. And, and then he had no face at the end. Oof. Another horrific <laughs> reveal. Yeah, again... I'm not sure if that's suitable for kids. Let me tell you, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, they see it anyway. And how, how were your boys when they saw that? They didn't really say much. Mm. Did they say it was their favourite Guardians film? You know, every film they see is their favourite film. Yeah. I've not decided whether or not to, to flush or fish this film yet. I thought I'd make up my mind during this, this chat. Yeah. It was the best Marvel film I've seen for a while. Yes, I agree. But I was annoyed that they set up another sequel at the end straight away. You know, you have a big emotional, like, ending bit. Yeah. And then it's immediately sort of undermined by, oh, don't worry, we're all coming back. Star-Lord will return. What I liked is I felt like the characters could die. Mm. It felt like they could have died. Which I think is more important than them actually dying. Right. In the other Marvel movies I've watched, I knew no one was going to die. Yeah. But in this, I actually thought, like, when Star-Lord froze mm. and his face all swelled up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, was like, close. oh, they've killed him. Yeah. Which would have been great. Yeah. It was, they should have. They should have. That would have been good. But for that moment, being convinced that he was dead, that worked. Mm. That worked. Um, and then they didn't, which is fine. He's Star-Lord. Yeah. Um, I did feel like some of the needle drops were a bit forcing emotion. Like, I could have been sad for longer, but then a song would play. And it's like, right, you've got to be excited now. Yeah. And, oh, you've got to be sad now. And I didn't feel like that so much in the other films, but there were, there were so many in this. They reset the mood in quite a forceful way. What's the worst piece of music they could have put in there? What, for the ending? Or, or, or anywhere. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, if they'd chosen sort of like Dane Bowers, that would have been a weird choice. Oh, well, the Dane Bowers and... Um, Victoria Beckham. B yeah. Yeah, Dane, nice. you're out of your mind. This tune's going to punish you. And yeah, then cut yeah. to black, the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not out of my mind. I would have loved it if they... Any, like, garage, any garage track would have been awful. 
That ba- what's it? Baby cakes or something? Was it? Oh God, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. What about uh, "Got to Get Through This" by Daniel Bedingfield? <laughs> Bedingfield. Bow. Bow. That. Bow. that instead of creep at the beginning. That. <laughs> down, 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 down. If only I could get through this. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I think it actually it could have worked quite well. I think yeah. maybe that playing. As Rocket ripped um, the high evolutionary's face off, would have yeah. that would have really kicked in. I think I maybe that. so solid crew at that point could have yes. kicked in. Ten multiplied by two plus one, Romeo done. <laughs> That's the end of the film, right there. Yeah. That's it. Or uh, yeah. could or end with Blazing Squad. <laughs> see you at the crossroads because that's quite emotional. That would have worked. Yeah. Oh, isn't it emotional? It always gets me. And they all start singing it. All the characters. See you at the crossroads. Yeah. See you. See, see you at the crossroads. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good, oh. wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, they would have been. All would have been terrible. It's really interesting, bad. isn't it? How we basically picked all all songs from exactly from the same era, early two thousands garage. Yeah, the worst. <laughs> the very worst. I mean, yeah, any new yeah. metal, like maybe... Um, oh, Papa Roach. Oh, God, yeah. That, oh, if they drop Papa Roach. Oh, oh. <laughs> when they're all getting kitted up to go on the mission. Cut my mm. life into pieces. Oh, that would have been really bad. Yeah. Uh, or um, oh, what about uh, Rolling by Limp Bizkit? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that oh, would have been... Um, man. So basically, early 2000s garage or new metal would be a brilliant alternative soundtrack to this. Yeah. I felt like most of the characters got a good emotional send-off. The one that didn't work for me was Adam Warlock. Yes. I like Will Poulter, but they needed to go a bit further with his character if he was going to be childlike. It just wasn't enough. He just didn't do much. Yeah, it's just very sort of surface level. So, like by the end, when he sort of has this redemption arc, I was just like, "Yeah, oh, okay." I wasn't that blown away by it. Yeah, he he was he was the one that disappointed me. But everyone else, as I said, I liked Cosmo, the Russian dog. Yes, I liked the. Uh, she, she was very funny, mm. and you know, just really cross that she was called a bad, bad dog. dog. Yes, that was hilarious. <laughs> Take it back. I thought that was really good. Um, Drax is just always good value. Yeah. And I thought it was very sweet when he, you know, when they said that... You're not a destroyer, you're a dad. Yeah, you're a dad. It's like, oh, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> I thought mm. Star-Lord and Gamora's, they've got good chemistry and it was kind of heartbreaking. But I thought they, that was exactly the, the right way to do it. I think it would, it would have felt too phony if they got back together. But it was like an acknowledgement of... I could see how we could have been together, but I'm not that that girl. If your wife completely forgot that she was ever in love with you, mm-hmm. do you think now you'd be able to charm her again? No way. No. No, no. <laughs> no. I couldn't and I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not putting all that effort in again. No way. Wow. But listen... <laughs> got two kids if you want to go through rigmarole of getting divorced you go for it i tell you now more hassle than it's worth i'll put up a fight dustin crab is on our side so any divorce is going to be hella messy listen i've got the lawyer with the two ugliest children you've ever seen he has no reason to, to want to go home he spends it all day in the office so i 
I'm winning this fight. He has nothing else to fight for yeah. other than his case. He ain't going to fight for his children. He's going to fight for mine. <laughs> He's going to fight for custody of mine. Yeah. See, I was, I was thinking the opposite. Hmm. I think my wife met me when I was definitely the worst of, of version of my life. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the most intoxicated, mm-hmm. uh, the most self-loathing, mm-hmm. Uh, and the the most long haired yeah. gothic. So I think if she fell mm. for me then, like now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be really charming. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Fine. All right. So, aim and aim and da da. Would you flush Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 like the High Evolutionary flushed away all the disappointing species that he created mm. or would you fish it out like peter quill was fished out of space when his face went all bloaty because he was dead <laughs> <laughs> it's gross doesn't it that bit oh man this is a tricky decision it is tricky i liked the all the stuff with rocket i thought it was great mm. i also thought the film was too long i yeah. thought baddie was good but then was a bit hammy mm-hmm. And I don't really think uh, Chris Pratt is a brilliant actor in this, or anyone was that good. I thought he was better in this than he's been really for some time. Actually, mm. I liked his performance in this. Did you enjoy it though? Did I? That's the question. That is what I asked. Oh, can you go first this time? All right, fine. Um, I'd fish it out. I really enjoyed it. I think it was much better than Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It was a bit long. It was a bit uneven. But I like those characters a lot. And I feel that they got the emotional payoff that they deserved. Um, And on the whole, I was very entertained. As you said, best Marvel Mm. movie I've seen for some time. Yeah, I enjoyed it. All right. I fish it out. What about you, since you can't make... I can't make up my mind. No, it's good. It's good hearing your thoughts. I mean, actually, when you compare this to the last uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, which I was ter- yeah. terrible, yeah. this was very good in like, the way it, it wrapped up. You know, had a big, good, solid emotional heart to it. The story with it Rocket did. was good, and the, the, the story with... Um, Peter and Gamora, I thought was yeah. very satisfying yet sad. So I probably would fish it out actually. Oh, okay, all right. As long as they never make another Marvel film ever again. Yeah, sorry, mate. I think I'm safe there. That means that this film is going in the Tank of Glory. I've numbered the Tank of Glory films. So our Tank of Glory is a place where we put the very bestest films that we both fish out of the toilet. Uh, at the moment, mm-hmm. we have Top Gun Maverick, Infinity Pool, Banshees of Inner Sharing, mm-hmm. Evil Dead Rise, and John Wick 4. I've numbered them, 
Eamon, pick a number between one and five. Four. Banshees of Inner Sharon. Off. That was definitely the strongest film in the tank. Oh, God. <laughs> Eamon's head is in his hands. This, I mean, this is nowhere near. It's not, but... Just not even close. This is the game. Well, I'm, assume, I'm going to assume that's anti-Irish <laughs> racism on your part, and you just chose the Irish film because you hate Oh, yeah, the Irish. definitely that. It's, it's spent all this mm. time, and I decide now to get rid of it. Of course. That's it. It makes perfect sense. No one would suspect a thing. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> good, so Guardians yeah. is in. Exactly. Dank of glory. Right, so there we go. Time for this episode's top five, in which myself and Eamon will attempt to guess each other's top five picks on a certain movie theme this week it's our favorite animals from films mm. whoever gets the most guesses gets to pick the next film whoever gets the least does a forfeit you lost last week Eamon, so you get to go first this week mm. i'm gonna choose a duplicate i'm gonna say the shark from jaws yeah got the shark from jaws yeah. obvs it's a great white shark isn't he oh he's the best okay i will follow up with another duplicate mm. She should have on your list. Babe the pig. No, I don't. <gasps> I'm not sure if we can continue this. <laughs> Babe is like next level, mate. He is next level, you're right. right another duplicate. Mm -hmm. uh, Paddington from the recent live action films. Yeah, I like Paddington. It's funny, isn't yeah. it? It's really funny. It's their funny films. All right, so if I don't get this, you basically won. Mm-hmm. I'll say any of the apes from the Planet of the Apes films. No. So you lose in spectacular fashion. Well done. <laughs> okay, what have you got? Jaws and Jaws, Paddington. I had the tiger from Life of Pi. I had Baloo from the Jungle Book, the cartoon version. And I had King Kong from the, yeah. the original King Kong. What did you have? Paddington, Doug from Up. He's hilarious. Jaws, Babe, and uh, Black Philip, yeah. a goat. In the film called The Witch, <laughs> who is the most terrifying okay. goat you will ever encounter in your life. So, yeah, well done. Well done. Thanks. Okay, so I have to do a forfeit then. Uh, your forfeit is to make your wife forget you. <laughs> oh, that will go well. Yeah. So, obviously, Gamora has no idea who Peter Quill is. You need to do the same thing, but with your actual wife. You know, on other podcasts, like, you know, with lads, mm. be like, oh... You gotta eat an onion. <laughs> I have to make my wife forget me. In fairness, eating an onion is is funny. It is fun. I'm not gonna eat an onion. Oh well. I'd rather make my wife forget me actually. Last time I did a forfeit, and this is it. This week I've been tasked with reading a cursed book, so I've come to Waterstones and Ballum to find one. Hello there. I was after a cursed book to read. Do you have any of the following? The Grand Gimoire, the Codex Gigas, Book of Soiga. The Orphan Story or The Necromicon? No, most of those are banned, out of print, or made up. Rats, it's vital I read a cursed book. It's for a podcast. It's just that cursed books aren't really a thing. Hmm, tell you what, just give me a Nigella Lawson cookbook. I mean, she looks a bit like a witch, so it could be cursed. Here you go, sir. So I'm back home now. I'll read this recipe for a cheats chicken cacciatore and see what happens. Well, I've read the recipe, 
Sounds delicious, but nothing has really happened. Apart from the fact that I've turned into a giant chicken. So I guess Nigella really is a witch. Oh well, worth it. Alright Eamon, so what is our next movie going to be? Uh, the next film is... Um... Oh, sorry, I just had uh, something at the door. Hang on, I better go, hang on. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. It's not, we're only doing a podcast. I'll just keep talking. Fine. Yeah, not a problem. Eamon's name is, name gone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm Eamon. Hot mic. What? Comedy prison? <gasps> I, thought, I thought that was a joke. Oh, shit. Um, I'm just in the podcast. Do you mind? Can't you, can I just wrap it up bef- before I go? Okay. All right, thanks. Um, what just happened? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was some goons. Oh. Uh, coming to take me to, to comedy prison. So. So the mayor of show business is actually going to get you taken away? That wasn't, that wasn't a joke. That's. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I have to do the goodbyes and then, then I need to, to go. So. What am I going to do? I don't know, you just have to sort something out whilst I'm away. <laughs> You'll think of something, it'll be fine. This is awful. Yeah, okay. All right. Right, well, okay. thanks to our Patreons, yeah. which is um, Big Ben, Foz, Raf, and uh, Ben's mum and dad. No no funny... Sorry, I, yeah, I, I can't do anything. I'm about to go to prison, oh, so I'm God. sorry if, if my minds are on other things. This is terrible. Um, perhaps you can put the Patreon money towards my bail. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think uh, we might need a bit more than that, but I'll sort yeah. something out. Oh, yeah. When I get my phone call, I'll be in be in touch, I guess. Oh, yeah. Call call me. Yeah, call you. Right. They are asking me to go. So, um, okay. Yeah, keep flushing. I'll see you when I see you. All right. Bye.